continue the episode of Homer Parking, so podcast all about Homer movies. I am your host, Camille, and today I am very blessed to be joined by writer of the newest Homer film coming out this week called Love Pacified, Lynn Sternberg. Sorry, that was my dog. Okay, I'm, I'm a fellow dog lover. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's great, it's great to be uh, speaking with a massive fan of Hallmark movies. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to do this. Um, so for our listeners, team, would you like to introduce yourself, like your previous works and stuff? Of course. Uh, so my name is Lynn Sternberger. I am primarily a television writer. Uh, and this is my first feature film uh, that's been produced, my first foray into Hallmark. And uh, I'm currently writing on the sitcom Home Economics. We're hoping to come back for a third season, but I actually am more of a drama or dramedy writer. And my credits include shows like Bluff City Law and The Bold Type, which I think is the closest to my DNA. And that's also where I worked with Melora Hardin yep. previously, who is starring in Love Classified. Yeah. Um, I, I read an article that it was a couple of years of you writing Love Classified. What, what made you, what inspired you to write it? I was very curious when I went in for my first meeting with Homer because a lot of reasons, foremost of which is I had not written a feature film before. They had read my television work right. uh, and wanted to meet with me because of that. And also my writing is always very diverse and inclusive. And I wanted to make sure that uh, if, I, I just wanted to, to gauge their sincerity, um, honestly. And I was very won over um, by the executive team in that meeting. And I pitched to them what I thought was my only idea that could be a feature, because uh, I usually think in terms of TV. And uh, they liked it. I expanded upon it in a document. This was March. 2020. So we all know what happened next. <laughs> it was actually my very last in-person meeting before shutdown. And uh, so kismet, you know, that we got that meeting in, that we made it happen. And we just kind of buckled down and um, they, you know, it's a, it's a kind of a group decision when they're deciding what to develop over there. They have to convince their bosses and their bosses' bosses. And my concept was always going to be a departure from what was typical of, yes. of Hallmark. So I, I was not surprised that that was a long process, that they had to make sure that uh, everybody was on board with that departure and intentional about it. Mm -hmm. And so it took a while before I got sent to script. And then I was delighted to be sent to script or sent to outline and then we go through the whole outlining process and then I get sent a script and I write the thing. And honestly, I turned, I think the first draft, second draft, I don't recall, the main draft I turned into them. I want to say it was May, 2021. Um, I, I wrote it fairly quickly and made sure it was, you know, funny in all the right places and heartwarming in as many places as I could and then sent it off. And then I had a baby like immediately thereafter. Aww. So 
I was, I was happily distracted for about six months from June to December. And then right before the Christmas holiday, when I was at my absolute busiest getting back into work after my maternity leave, um, they were like, okay, well, we're going to make it. Can you uh, do a few of the revision revisions that we discussed? And I was like, oh my gosh, terrible timing, but absolutely. <laughs> I will. So it was a long process. It wasn't writing the whole time. Yeah. Um, it was just a lot of coordination and wait. then it was, it was hurry, hurry up, hurry up and wait, and then hurry up again. <laughs> um, I am curious, like you said, much was that one year time or still ill time? I'm sorry, can you uh, repeat the question? I didn't. I didn't hear. Like, was that one yet time when she when you were pushed No, no. The executives that I pitched that I met with originally um, were. Excuse me. Sorry. I just want to make sure I get their last names correct. Kate Redinger and Lori Furneaux. Right. And then Brett Takashita came on later. So um, they were all development executives, um, and. Uh, Kate has stayed on the project the longest and the yeah. others were were in and out and had their their hands in a, a bunch of projects, I think. But yeah, that was the team. I'm, I'm so glad though that, um, like you said, this is a divergence from, uh, from the usual Harvard and stuff. Can, we, can you just tell the listeners, what is the movie about? Like what to expect? I mean, there, there's a lot of previews out, and there's um, a lot of articles about it. But, but what to expect? What do you want them to? Yeah. Do? Well, what here's what I hope, and then I'll tell you the the foundational kind of plot stuff. I hope that it uh, doesn't disappoint traditional Hallmark viewers. I hope that it, it expands their expectations for what can exist on Hallmark from Hallmark, um, and I hope they still watch it and feel um, the love that exists within the family at the center of it and within the romances. Uh, mm -hmm. And also, I think, uh, hopefully, the fact that there are a lot of maybe more um, uh, pronounced obstacles in the way of the of the romances and the relationships, that's a little bit of a, the departure that I was talking about. It's maybe a tiny bit more challenging than some of the um, uh, the fair that's over there. So I hope that's a good thing. And I hope that it also draws new viewership to Hallmark overall and makes it possible in success for other movies like that to be made. And I'm not just talking about movies with queer themes. I'm talking about movies that also have like complicated family dynamics at the heart of them, because that is really the other it's universal. thing. It's universal. It's like whether you're gay, straight, whatever's like the family can be complicated. <laughs> there are real problems that they have to work through yes. by the end of the film to to be reunified um so that that what leads me to the plot which is basically melora hardin plays a romance novelist amelia bloom who has um devised a technique to get home without basically telling her adult children that she's there uh with ulterior motives 
and uh, we meet both her and her her two adult children, Taylor and Zach, and all three get get romantic interests over the course of the movie, and they're all in various ways that I don't want to spoil connected um, through this app called Classify, which is kind of like a modern day personals ad app. Um, based, it's based around a few different programs, like some people are on Nextdoor, there's um, meetup group, there's uh, this one app called Lex that I was really interested oh. in studying, and so it's kind of in everything, like a a neighborhood unifying app where you can advertise businesses, where you can post personal ads, and so each one of them is in a way connected through the oh, app. Oh, that's cool. So it's like, a, it's not just a, a romance app kind of thing, it's more of a like just community gathering together. It, it is, and, and I hopefully set that up pretty clearly at the beginning of the movie. Uh, Taylor, the adult mm -hmm. daughter, is a business owner. It was important to me is to have female entrepreneurship as a sort of a, a running theme. Yeah. Her mother is a very powerful uh, woman in charge of her career, and, and as is Taylor. And so uh, she is, is persuaded to dip her toes in the water <laughs> In, in a professional uh, way, as well as a personal way on the app. Mm -hmm. um, did, you said you worked with Melora before. Um, did you have any say on who was going to be cast in the movie? At Not, How exciting was it? To no see? power, but they <laughs> consulted me and I was thrilled uh, with the names that they sent me. Melora was top of the list for yeah. Amelia and I was delighted when she agreed. I immediately, I was in the middle of that revision right before filming and I immediately did a pass of com a comedy pass because I just knew that she would innately understand what to do in every comedic line. She would know how to play it. So um, I, as much as I could, tailored the part to her at that point. <laughs> um, but the other actresses, have been just as delightful. I think um, not just with the concept, but with the casting Hallmark is going outside of its usual kind of stable of talent. And they are young. They come They come from a, a few different universes, yeah. Cable as the CW, and they're immensely talented. And some of the supporting cast is just hysterical. And I am excited for viewers to get to know new faces and new, new voices and just deeply funny, creative, romantic people. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I know Max does have some public background, but I think um, Catherine and Melora uh, at least have, and uh, Ariane, I don't think, I think this will be the first public uh, movie for the three of them. So that's gonna I be exciting. I believe so, yeah. <laughs> And we still have a, a Hallmark favorite, Steve, I hope I'm saying his last name correctly, Basic or Basic. Um, and he is great. Oh yeah, we love him. <laughs> yeah. we, we, a couple of our friends and I, we have uh, um, our DMs about Steve. <laughs> Yeah, we, we I can say I've, I've seen the cut of the movie and he's swoony. So I hope yeah. that he, I hope that he, his loyal followers tune in. He's a very um, good looking man. <laughs> and he holds, he holds uh, 
his own with Melora Hardin. I mean, they play off each other beautifully. Yeah. Um, he's they're obviously just both immensely experienced yeah. actors. Okay. Um, so I just want to talk briefly about the penis. You've also probably seen the hate, let's be honest here, it's homophobia um, from some of the Hallmark players. My question, my question to you is, what would you like to say to those people in particular who are already full of hate and rage about this movie without even having seen it? I'm not writing it for them, to be honest. I'm, I'm hoping that if it's a point of discussion at all in a household like that, like the uglier comments that are being left, the queer clo closeted kid that they have is the one who's hearing it and tuning in to see their experience represented on screen to some degree. Um, it's not pornography, it's Hallmark. There's a kiss and it's lovely. I think people aren't going to be um, I mean, people will always be offended, but I think that it is the culmination of a beautiful build in a relationship. And I, I hope that queer and straight and, uh, you know, everywhere in between fans tune in and, you know, watch it and then, and then judge more than um, jumping to conclusions because of some imagined kind of impropriety because truly it's um sweet I think I think I'm partial what do I know but yeah I'm not I'm not writing it for those very loud haters not at all I don't think that's necessarily who Hallmark is intending to draw anyways I would say they are looking for new audience they need to keep bringing people to Hallmark and not just keep people watching Hallmark and I this is a strategy, you know, I'm certain. Um, and it's removed from politics. It's commercial to a degree. Um, but also I think, you know, they have had, they have been in the news for um, things that have happened within that network and made changes before I ever come, came on board, before I ever got hired, they decided to course correct. Um, so this has been a long time coming. And I don't think it's going to slow down or stop. And so I guess to the haters, I also just want to say, na 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 boo boo. <laughs> There's, for me, I, when, I listen, when I read the hate, I'm thinking to myself, like, I feel bad for your family and friends who may or may not know how horrible you think of them because of their dad. You know what I mean? Especially I think so family family I'm saying they're like, okay, so you think gay people are not family friendly. Do your friends and family who are gay know that you think they're dangerous or something? Well, like, it's going on. Yeah, I, I do feel I do feel for uh I'll use queer as the umbrella term. Yeah. Queer individuals who are living in communities, um that are more closed-minded in families, even just specific families that um, see them as somehow unequal or wrong or against, you know, the teachings of whoever. Um, because 
I know so many Christian gay people and, um, you know, I know so many Midwestern gay people and they exist, whether it, whether they're welcome or not, they're there. Um, and you're right, it must be extremely hurtful. Like that's not my experience because I live in a city that is very accepting. My friend group, my family are all very accepting and I wish everybody had that, I truly do. Um, I think it's, I think it's misguided, but they think I'm misguided. So what do you do with that? What do you do with that except get on with your life? Yeah, um, it's frustrating. I, uh, you said your, your friend, I at Facebook or whatever, so I told her, I was like, you have patience of a joke, of a saying for being so kind to these people because me, I'm like ready I think but. the funny part is that it's they often don't know how to respond to it if they're come if if somebody is coming at you with hatred they they don't know how to interpret kindness mm. so that can be funny creating that confusion but do I think any of this is changing minds I like I, the conversation on social media no. absolutely not um, I do hope that the movie itself helps turn the dial like just a just a tiny bit, you know. I hope With, that for me, I'm it. most excited because um, I know what it's like growing up as a Filipino woman, not seeing myself on TV, not seeing myself on social on like media platforms. Uh, as an Asian person, our niche was martial arts, you know? I was like, but what about drama? What so about much more yeah, Yes. And so now that we have strayed away from that and become more inclusive with the media and stuff like that, I'm excited for the next generation that they grow going to grow up seeing themselves in a way that I didn't get to, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure as a queer woman yourself, you also, you know, did grow up with that representation that now the next generation is going to see. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. I 100% understand what you're saying. And it was funny, I was having this, I had coffee with a young writer this morning, and we were talking about the fact that we were, we were both queer women. Um, and we were discussing, you know, how hungry we were for representation growing up and how we were so drawn to the media that where we could find it. Um, and it's getting better. And, and part of the, uh, you know, just explosion of television period is that there's more space for all kinds of experiences to be represented. Mm -hmm. um, and I think maybe some of the misunderstanding around queer representation comes from the fact that there has been not enough of it. And so there's a lot of focus on shows like Queer as Folk or The L Word, which were very sexy cable series. Um, and I think like, the YA experience and not just the coming out experience, the adulthood experience, the family building experience, yeah. the um, just the trials and turmoil that anybody experiences through like a queer person's lens as opposed to a, a only a, you know, just 
because none of us live in a fully queer universe. It was a nice thought, but we all live in the real world. Yeah. So it would be it would be nice if we could see, you know, just like you're talking about, it's not just martial arts. And and also nobody's a monolith, right? Like you can't you you can't represent an entire culture with a single story or a single character. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Do you have any questions for me? Um do I have any questions for you? <laughs> if you if you think of a, a follow-up film that you'd like set in the same universe or with some of the same characters, let me know because I'm, I'm open to the idea. <laughs> I'm also a disabled woman. I'm disabled ah. and I'm in a wheelchair. And one thing that I have been trying to advocate for and try to push for is a disabled storyline, like a love story with a disabled character. I think that's a great idea. You know, because I, there is none, there's hardly any. Um, and I, I, one thing that I struggled with when I got this, like, oh, am I going to get, would I, would I be able to find love with somebody? You know, because you know, um, I'm in a wheelchair and I'm like this and this and that. I'm like, would would someone love me despite all that? You know, and it's like I wish that's one thing that I wish people could, um, or media, I guess, could do is like show people with disability in a normal life, you know, life mm -hmm. of like we're not just disabled, we're also like educated. You fall in love. Mm -hmm. um, laugh, we cry, we hurt, we, you know what I mean? So it's I not just disabled-centered, like, it's not a yeah. disabled-centered uh, movie, it's just us living a normal life, and we're disabled. I'm kind of a believer in the Our Stories movement, which mm -hmm. basically means that most of the time, person who should be telling that story is somebody who who feels that they are a member uh, who's included in that community. So I don't know if I'm the writer to execute that story with as much authenticity as it deserves. Mm -hmm. um, but I am interested uh, in, in that kind of uh, representation on Hallmark 100%. I think there's so many talented actors out there who are disabled or or uh, utilize a wheelchair who will 100% jump at the opportunity to, uh, you know, act in a Hallmark film. So I hope that they pursue that. Yeah. And I will say that Matt, the character in the series, in the film, um, he kind of gets like a little mini meet cute at some point, but he, we don't, we don't land him with anybody. So maybe there's a world in which there's a follow-up with Max and his and his love life. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for joining me. I am excited to see the movie. Guys, go watch you, it. Man. It comes out on Saturday on Hallmark Channel. And I think a week later, it'll be up on the streaming one, Hallmark Movies Now. Yeah. Um, but I really appreciate it, and thank you for interviewing me. Bye. Bye.